I'm Ryan Burrow with Quest for Gold. We've got a lot to cover this week. The U.S. women's basketball team is on a college tour, warming up for Tokyo against teams like Stanford and Oregon State. They beat both of those teams. They have more games on the schedule. They'll continue this college tour through February. Maddie Sasser, a weightlifter who trains in Gray's Lake, is in good shape to make Team USA after the second of three qualifying periods. There's still one period to go, though. She should know by late April if she's on the team. You can listen to our full interview with her on Quest for Gold Episode 9. Hurdler Dawn Harper-Nelson, Olympic champion in 2008 and 2012 silver medalist, announced she's coming out of retirement. She's begun training for a possible spot on the 2020 Olympic team. Team USA finished with 39 medals at the Paralympic Track and Field Worlds, third in the overall medal count. Congrats to Olympic gymnastics champion Sean Johnson-East. She and her husband welcomed their first child into the world this week. It comes two years after the couple announced a heartbreaking miscarriage. Last week, U.S. USA Baseball had a good leadoff in its quest to reach Tokyo, going 2-1 and one in round play at the WBSC Premier 12. It's a worldwide tournament with two Olympic bids on the line. On that team, Mark Payton, a South Suburban guy and St. Rita grad. I had a chance to grab him on the phone from Mexico after the team's big win against the Dominican Republic. Why don't we start out this way? Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? I, I know that you went to St. Rita. Tell me about where you grew up and, and where you played ball uh, in the Chicago. Area. Born and raised in uh, Orland Park. Uh, lived there my whole life. Still live there right now. Uh, grew up playing at the time. It was the Orland Park Sparks. Uh, turned into the Illinois Sparks. Now it's the Kansasi Sparks. Uh, played with them from the time I was eight all the way through I was eighteen. Uh, I attended St. Rita High School. Um, loved my time there. Uh, was fortunate enough to. Go play baseball at the University of Texas, uh, which was kind of a culture shock. Um, you know, leaving leaving the Chicago uh, bubble and you know uh, venturing out to a different part of the country. And uh, you know, I loved it. Got to play for uh, Augie Garrido, which was a, a huge blessing in my baseball career. Um, you know, I had the chance. Uh, I was drafted three different times. The uh, twins out of high school uh, in the thirty first round the Indians in the 16th round my junior year of college, and then the Yankees in the 7th round my senior year. Um, you know, I signed with the Yankees, kind of worked my way up the ranks a little bit. Um, still kind of waiting for a big league call, but, you know, this opportunity I'm getting right now with uh, Team USA uh, representing the country um, on a national level is something, you know, I've always wanted to do. I've been cut from USA baseball three different times in my career. So uh, growing up and, uh, you know, getting a chance to put USA on your chest and, um, you know, hearing the national anthem on the field right now is, uh, it has a different feeling to it. So how did you make this team and how did you hear that you made this team? Because my understanding is the roster just came out uh, some weeks ago, right? Basically what happened was, uh, you know, we had lost in the playoffs when I was in Las Vegas, we lost in game five of the semifinals. Um, and I was driving home, and you know, I had some contact uh, with my agent, um, who's another Chicago guy. Um, you know, I, I did not get a, you know, obviously didn't get a call up to the big leagues uh, for September. So they kind of left the opportunity with USA Baseball to come in. And, um, you know, you can't, you know, for this tournament and for the Olympics, obviously, you're not able to be on a 40-man roster and or the 25-man roster. Um, 
So there was kind of some communication with him and, and Joe Girardi at the time, who was the manager. Um, it's kind of back and forth. And then all of a sudden, uh, Paul Seiler, the CEO of USA Baseball, gives me a call about 24 hours into my drive home. Uh, I was about 30 minutes away from getting home and kind of explained everything and, uh, you know, offered me a spot on the team. And, uh, you know, I jumped right on it. It's definitely, you know, this is not something I take lightly. Um, they never take anything for granted. So um, he just said basically they had, you know, different scouting departments from different organizations kind of pieced together this team uh, with, with a lot of talented young players. And, uh, you know, they're led by you know, Aircraft and, and Clayton Richard, who I don't want to call. They're, they're just the veterans on the team that, that kind of, you know, pull us all together. Um, they've been there. They've done it. They've won World Series. Uh, they played in events like this, and uh, so they kind of put together this team based on what they thought would match the best and, and, and get USA Baseball into the Olympics. Did you know any of these teammates that you're now you're playing with? I mean, they kind of plucked everyone from all across the country, I would imagine. Yeah, I played you know, I played with uh, Parker Dunchy, who actually threw in last night's game. Um, he started last night's game. He, you know, he's another Oakland Athletic. Uh, he was in Vegas with me basically the whole season. Um you know, I knew a couple other guys, not personally. You know, I, I knew of all these players. They're all very talented. They're all very well-respected, you know, in the professional baseball world. So, uh, you know, I, it's a blessing to kind of get to pick some of the veterans' minds and also, you know, these young prospects that, you know, some of them were drafted last year. We had a couple 20-year-olds that are extremely, extremely talented. They're going to have very good major league careers and, and going to be all-stars one day and, and, and pick their mind on, you know, their off-season habits, their in-season habits, um, kind of what makes them their clock tick. And, uh, you know, up to this point, it, it's been truly a blessing, um, you know, just in, in the short amount of time we've been together. Did you notice a change when Joe Girardi announced that he would not be managing this team? Was was there a, was there a panic that set in? Was USA Baseball prepared for this? I think I, I believe it's a, yeah. They they definitely had a backup plan. Um, you know, once they let everybody know, they knew exactly what they were going to do. Um, they had let us know a couple of days before um, Joe got the bigger job, and uh, you know, I was looking forward to playing for him. You know, I didn't get a chance to play for him in New York and never got the chance to play up there. Uh, so I was really looking forward to it. But, you know, Scott Rochus has done a heck of a job, you know, like I said. And, you know, you know, when you get a group of guys that are very talented, um, coming from all different parts of the country, coming, you know, different, you know, they got through different seasons. Some guys are 15 years into their career. Some guys just played their first half season. And, and what, this staff has done to, you know, and, and the players have done to band together, uh, you know, obviously for one common goal, but just to really become a family in the short amount of time um, has been very impressive. And I think it's going to continue to get stronger uh, the longer we are together. And, uh, you know, as we travel to Japan, you know, with the, with the goal of qualifying for the Olympics next year. This is interesting because probably, I mean, I've talked to some USA softball players uh, about this opportunity, and they're not sure that baseball and softball are going to last beyond the uh, the games in Japan. I mean, they've been missing the last two Summer Olympics, so this is quite an opportunity. Is it something that you uh, have been following and, and been aware of that, uh, you know, this, this, this is an opportunity that hasn't been around for about a decade or so? 
Right. Yeah. And, and obviously, this is you know it's already not it was already voted out of the what would be I guess twenty twenty four Olympics. It won't be baseball and softball won't be there. Um, so I mean, we're putting everything we have into this, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of heart and soul and, and a lot of sweat, and um, you know there's you know just just kind of thinking about being an Olympian. Um, is obviously one of the coolest things and getting able to represent your country is, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better situation and, and hopefully at the end of the day, we get to stand on a podium with a gold medal around our neck and, you know, singing the national anthem with our flag is, uh, you know, right, you know, risen, you know, higher than everybody else's flag. I'm sure that you've thought about hoisting the world series trophy before. Did, did a gold medal or any kind of medal ever cross your mind leading up to this point growing up? No, um, it, it didn't. I mean, you watch the Olympics and you watch all the different, you know, you watch the different sports that are in the, the winter and summer Olympics, sports that you never played. Uh, some things you don't even know really that are, you know, what would what we would consider sports. You know, you um, you know you watch them and, and it's cool that, you know, as a country, during those two and a half weeks, you just, everywhere you go, people are wearing USA stuff. You're at a restaurant, people are cheering on USA. It doesn't matter where at you are. Um, you know, that's the coolest thing. And, and getting to be a part of that now and hopefully, you know, qualify and, and actually be in that, that situation as a player, I think, uh, you know, kind of gives you some butterflies in your stomach. And, uh, I mean, I, I can't really put into words what it means wearing this jersey. Um, it means so much that, I mean, you just want, you want, I, I really don't know how to explain, you know, the feeling. It's just a different feeling than uh, I ever have playing, in, you know, playing in a game. Sure. Now, you've got some steps to take before Japan can be a reality, though. You're going through the WSBC Premier 12. Explain to me kind of where you're at in this process and what you guys need to do to get to Tokyo. Basically, we're, we just finished the, the, the first round of the, this Premier 12 tournament. So basically how it works is there's three 14 tournaments going on right now. Um, our pool is actually just finished yesterday. Um, there are two other pools. One is going on in Korea. One is going on in Taiwan. Uh, we're in Mexico right now. We, uh, in our pool, it was United States, Mexico, the Netherlands, and the Dominican Republic. So basically the top two records from each of the three pools will then meet in Tokyo for the Super Round, which will be six, there'll be six teams there. Um, last night we qualified we beat the Dominican Republic 10 to 8, qualified to go to Japan this uh, this next super round. Um, which last night was very, very special. We, I mean, we used all 28 guys, uh, you know, banded together to win that game. And um, so, anyways, so us in Mexico qualified from this, uh, this little 14 tournament. Uh, the other two tournaments that are already in uh, Korea and Taiwan, those are just starting because they're a lot closer to Japan. Um, so basically, for us to qualify for the Olympics now, um, the top-ranked American team and the top-ranked Asian team at the end of the Super 6 round will then qualify. Um, so the American teams would be like, uh, you know, the United States, you know, Canada, the teams in Latin America, um, 
And then the Asian teams, obviously, Japan, Korea, Chinese Taipei. And then there are other tournaments, uh, I think, what, two more that potentially could get you yeah, a bit? Yeah, two more tries. Two more tries. So something more, um, obviously, to the south on us, uh, there's a try. We get, we get two more attempts to, for the Olympics. Uh, the United States will be hosting one in Arizona in March. Um, you know, something, like I said, we're just off in there. There's one more tournament uh, in Taiwan. At, I believe it's the beginning of April. Um, so there's, uh, it's not, obviously it's not an easy path. Um, only, six team, only six countries will be playing in the Olympics uh, for baseball. I'm assuming it's the same for softball. So it's, it's not an easy road. Uh, but we're looking forward to, uh, you know, getting the thing underway and, you know, getting over to Japan and uh, playing some baseball. What's it like playing internationally? I, I've, growing up here in the United States, you're used to American ball. You've probably had quite a few players, you know, teammates internationally, but now you're competing against a whole team of Japanese players, a whole team of Dominican players, a whole team of Mexican players. What's that like? It's, uh, I mean, it, it makes you... Obviously, respect the game even more, um, and the different styles of play that come from each country. So, um, you know, uh, the fans are a little bit more rowdy. The, the, the stadium noises are a little bit louder. Uh, there's a little bit extra going on during the games that that don't happen in you know American baseball. Uh, you know, so it was quite the experience. You know, playing playing over here in Mexico, and we're looking forward to Japan, but. Um, yeah, it's different. I mean, and, and the weird thing about this is no league feels safe, whether you're losing, whether you're winning. Um, it is a different, it's just a different game. Uh, it, 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 our veterans say this is like playoff baseball. It's almost a game seven every day. Um, basically, you have to win every day to uh, get a chance to qualify for the Olympics and, um, you know, but it, like I said, it just makes you respect the game and, and kind of understand, you know, where baseball comes from, uh, you know, when you're watching Major League Baseball on TV and, and the different styles of play uh, from guys from different countries. When you look at some of the people who have gone through this process before, Jake Arietta, Dexter Fowler, just to name a few, I mean, there are quite a few uh, USA baseball players that have done very, very well at the major league level. Um, is that kind of something you look at and as you carve your own path out and say, hey, look, these guys did it this way and, and I can I can work that way too and, and be on a major league roster in the very near future? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as a kid, you dream of uh, you know playing in the big leagues and you know, it's what you work for from the time you, you know, you decide to be a baseball player. You put, you know, you put everything you have into it. And, uh, you know, obviously right now, this is, this is very special. Uh, it's a very good opportunity I have that, you know, hopefully opens up some doors here in the near future. And, uh, you know, but right now I'm really just soaking in this experience and, uh, not taking anything for granted. What are your own personal goals? Is there anything you're trying to do during this time? Is it uh, a matter of uh, some kind of uh, personal uh, thing you're trying to to reach here? Or is it just uh, work as best you can with this team and, and see how far you guys can go? Like I said, it, it would be, you know, obviously my job, you know, be a great teammate, play as hard as I can every day. Um, you know, kind of being one of those middle guys who are not the veteran, I'm not the young guy, kind of be, you know, you know, help help band the team together. You know, you, you know, have my knowledge with with the game with these younger guys uh, as much as I can without overstepping my boundary. But 
you know, do whatever I can to help the team win. And, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, like I said, we're, we're standing on a podium with a medal around our neck, uh, with our flag getting risen higher than anybody else's. So, um, you know, we want to, you know, for me, it's just whatever, whatever I can do to help this team win, whether it's come off the bench, play good defense late in games or, or put together a quality at that as a pinch hitter or start, you know, start a game and play, you know, play my best nine innings of baseball every day. Um, you know, I, I just, it's, this is something that, you know, I didn't know how I was going to feel until I, you know, ran out on the field with, for the first time with USA on my chest. How did that home run feel? Uh, it was cool. Um, you know, you think, you know, as a leadoff hitter, the one time you, you, you don't think you're going to hit a leadoff home or it happens. Um, you know, so I think, uh, you know, it's lucky I got a good pitch to hit, uh, played a good swing on it, and, uh, you know, emotions took over. I uh, got to point at our fans, which was cool, and, you know, around the bases. And, you know, hopefully, you know, it kind of, I don't want to say it set, you know, set the tone for the game that, you know, we, we were coming out, we were going to put together a good at bat for the team one through nine, which we did all night. Um, I mean, we scored almost every inning. So, uh, you know, this is a very, very good offensive team. They're very good defensively and on the mound. So, um, you know, getting a chance to kind of, do that, you know, set the tone last night a little bit, um, you know, and getting a chance to do that, um, and, you know, meant a lot. Growing up in Chicago, who was your favorite team? I grew up as a Cubs fan. Cubs fan, um, all right. I, I did, which was, uh, which was pretty interesting, you know, being, a, you know, on the south side and obviously watching the White Sox win the World Series in 2005. And, um, you know, I don't dislike the White Sox by any means. I'm a Chicago sports fan. I love baseball. Um, so for me, there was, you know, as a kid, there's nothing better than going to Wrigley and, and watching a game there. Who's your favorite player? Oh, man. I, I've had a lot. I mean, I've, I grew up, uh, you know, Dustin Pedroia, for sure. I, I always kind of, you know, not being the biggest guy, I always kind of, you know, watch the guys that, you know, the smaller guys, you know, Altuve and, you know, Sam Fold and Adam Eaton, guys that, you know, found a way to have really good big league careers. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to see what they did, you know, and, and kind of transform myself into all those different guys and, and, you know, take bits and parts from those players and, and help my game uh, make it to the next level. We'll continue to follow Mark and the team as they try to punch their ticket to Japan 2020. I'm Ryan Burrow with Quest for Gold, only on WGNRadio.com.